everybody, and welcome to the 39th episode of Agile Shorts. I'm here with my partner and co-founder of Agile Meridian, Kumar Dattran. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. And uh, we're excited to talk to you about something that we talk about a lot to, 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 a, to all of our clients um, over the last several years, especially. Uh, and that's really the topic around consensus decision making and decision making in general and, and how that works and functions inside a modern agile organization that is trying to excel in an environment with, frankly, an insane amount of VUCA, all kinds of change going on all the time and how those dynamics are constantly changing. A lot of our practices, our techniques, our frameworks are challenged and stretched, stretched because of what we're dealing with that. So uh, we're going to talk to Kumar today about uh, RACI and where it's going, right? So a lot of folks out there familiar with RACI uh, want to talk and, and find out, Kumar, so where does RACI come from originally? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert at it, but I believe it originated back in the 50s, right, as a way, as a sort of response to creating a uh, decision-making matrix, right, for for a team or for a group or for an organization and a company, um, and it's it's really based on sort of uh, speeding up the decision-making process so that uh, you know uh, so that you can make decisions faster, right? right? And so fifties, uh, and it was really kind of heavily adopted in the seventies. Um, there are some challenges though, right, Mike? I mean, since since uh, since the fifties and seventies, things have change so frequently so rapidly and um I, I don't know i don't know about you what are your observations with companies that we work with using racy as a mechanism for uh decision making protocols well, I've, I've seen some pretty good utilizations of it right i think for a lot of parts it an un, an unjo an unclogs a log jam in, in decision making in a lot of companies at scale and i think that's why they like it because it's kind of definitive and you can lock things in, right? You can know exactly who to go to for what and who should know what and when they should know it, which is that part of it's really good because because alignment and consensus are really built when you have visibility and participation. And RACI does do that very well. Um, I, I think it's interesting. It's one of its original charges was to do a consensus-based decision-making better. I'm not quite sure it really achieved that ever. However, the interesting thing about RACI, just like about every other technique we have is Things are different now than where they were when RACI was created. Let's take the 70s, for example. You didn't have VUCA change rapidly like you do today. Um, so you could have a pyramid style architecture or technique that you could go up the chain and make sure things are done. You had time. You had the luxury of time to do that. Right. You don't have that today. We, need, we are working in environments to move decision making closer to the work. Which means we're we're take we're chopping off the top of the pyramid, right? We're we're moving it down, and that top pyramid is doing something different. But they're not meant to be involved in a lot of these decisions like they were in the past. So I think Racy is uh, it's challenged. It's got so many good things though to carry forward with it. So the interesting thing is to figure out is 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 where is it going? Where do you think it's going, Kumar? Where do you see Racy going to be able to kind of mesh really well with the environment of the fact that? We have thought workers now. We didn't even have thought workers back in the 70s. Right, right. And I, and I think there's been, you know, in my experience, like yours, there's been good implementations of RACI and, you know, where companies are are using it appropriately, where have many sort of uh, uh, levels to the RACI, where, you know, teams have their own RACI and so on and so forth. And, of course, we've also seen, I'm sure, examples where RACI is, is very top-heavy, right, where decision-making is, 
you know, they, companies spend so much time, there's so much waste in making decisions, right? Because you have to get consensus. And so how do you get consensus? You have more meetings. Uh, and as we all know, uh, one of the favorite topics of mine is, is, is sort of being that person that eliminates meetings, right? Because meetings are such a waste in most cases. And especially when it comes to, uh, when it comes to decision-making, it's much better to have a, a person that is responsible for the decision that's closest to the, 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 the uh, decision that needs to be made. So right. for instance, if my job is to uh, develop uh, something, develop software, develop code, you know, I should have decision-making authority on the work that I'm doing. Right. Uh, and I, sh and, you know, especially if I'm responsible for building a feature or a module or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, at least from, from a technical perspective, I should have some, some decision rights some decision authority on, on the work that I'm doing. And so, you know, I think where RACI is going is acknowledging that knowledge workers have, face it, they have knowledge, right? <laughs> they have skills, they have experience, yeah. and we want to leverage that. We want to empower that so that decisions can be made quicker, faster, cheaper. And I think one of the biggest challenges with, um, with RACI is that the distance between the people making the decisions and the people doing the work is, is large, right? And so... Uh, if you measure the distance in terms of time lost, in terms of waste inherent in a system, that can really cripple a company, right? Because time, money, and flow, yeah, gets, yeah. gets impacted dr dramatically. Exactly. And, and so for companies that are looking to take RACI to the next level, it should be about reducing that distance between decision uh, uh, decisions that need to be made and the, and the people that need to make those decisions so that decisions are made quicker and faster. And, and what I tell people a lot is it doesn't matter what decision you make. The point is to make a decision, right? And learn from it. And as people make decisions and get in the habit of making decisions more often, they're more likely to make the right decision because they're going to learn from the wrong decisions that they've made in the past. Um, and so where I think RACI is going, and we've seen this in the last 20 years or so, you know, Apple uh, started this um, uh, back when Steve Jobs was running the company. He started this uh, thing called DRIs, uh, Directly Responsible Individuals. And, and it really it came from, from Apple. So Steve Jobs sort of said, you know, hey, you know, department heads, you're all responsible. And it's not that dissimilar from what RACI is. Really, it's just a more crisper definition of what it means to have decision rights, right? And so what Apple said is, okay, uh, Kumar, you've got sales, you're responsible for that. And Mike, you've got marketing, you're responsible for that. And, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry, you have got these different areas. But what he, where he went even further was empower them, me and Mike and Tom and Dick and Harry, to make the decision. And he, in fact, he forced people to take responsibility for the decisions that they made, right? And so in practice, the way it worked was, if I'm in a, what was I responsible for? And you're I know you're sales. marketing. I'm you're sales. sales. Okay. I'm marketing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sales. Oh boy, look out, you're in charge of sales. You can't remember what we're doing now. Right? <laughs> so if I'm responsible for sales and I'm in my sales meeting and my sales managers are all there, and we can't reach consensus on a decision. 
then I make the decision, right? I have to be empowered to make that decision. No one is uh, going, I mean, I'm going to be held accountable, of course, but I'm also empowered to make the decision. And the protocol in my te sales team is that if consensus cannot be reached, a decision, we still come out with a decision. And in turn, for my sales team, I'm going to make each of them responsible for some part of the decision-making process so that I don't have to make all the decisions. Mm -hmm. So if, say, in, in theory, Mike is one of the sales managers and he's got the East region, right, of the country, or he's got Ohio and, you know, that's where you live, right, Mike? Yeah. Uh, he's got that part of the country and he says, well, Kamar, I think that we need to go this way. Now, he's a DRI. So I'm like, okay, let's go that way. As long as there's, you know, again, if there's consensus, like the rest of the sales managers say, yeah, I think, Mike, you're right. There's no need to invoke DRI privilege. But in the case that Tom, Dick, or Harry say, Mike, I think you're full of, I won't say the word. Stuff. Um, stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then, then, you know, Mike can invoke DRI privilege and say, well, I, I believe that this is the way we should go. And me being the DRI for the whole group, I'm going to back Mike up, right? And if everyone understands the protocol that the DRI makes a decision. And so it eliminates the wait time, if you will, between trying to get consensus with everyone. You want to get consensus as much as you can, but it can bog an organization down. You know, I think that's really interesting. And it was such a great explanation you just gave around this. And what it does is you look at this DRI structure as kind of that next evolution of RACI. It pulls forward all the things that RACI did well, right? Everybody knows the model. Everybody understands the rules of the model. The rules of the model are clear and explicit. Everybody has visibility uh, around who is accountable and responsible for what. RACI does a very good job of that, right? A lot of visibility, accountability, responsibility, those things are great. But it does push, it does, it does push that responsibility, this, uh, uh, ownership down closer to where the work is, which is what we're trying to do in the work environments. So now you've got a collaboration technique that matches a modern environment design that you're trying to go for to be able to, to leverage your assets and your talent really, really well and to be successful. And I think that's what's interesting. And DRI is even being taken and utilized in other ways. You and I use DRI in a lot of places. In fact, we just had a coach's corner in our, in our heartbeat community uh, last week. And it was a conversation around business agility. And that the team, uh, the young lady, uh, Jerry Ann, that was uh, there presenting with us, she gave a great account of how they're leveraging DRIs. It's, that's what they're actually using is a DRI structure to really uh, move all of that decision-making closer to the work. And it's and it's working very well for them. And I, it's interesting to find that when you and I were talking about this topic, we went out and kind of looked and researched at some things. And there are folks that are taking DRIs and leadership as a service and racy and kind of taking saying okay what are the best of breeds what do each of these things do well and they're they're combining them and putting them together and making hybrid techniques that try to leverage the the benefits of all while having them you know incorporate or basically prop up the deficiencies that maybe some of those different techniques don't do well on their own i think that's a really interesting approach yeah it's it's the radsi uh model right so the radsi sort of combines I'm going to share my screen here. Let's see how this works. Uh, share screen. Here we go. 
the RADC model. It's not our model. Uh, this actually, uh, I think GitLabs came up with it. Uh, and they've been using this for quite a while. So it's sort mm -hmm. of combining um, uh, DRI, the DRI model that, that comes from Apple, right? And leadership as a service, which, which uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, it, it's, it comes from Xscale. So the Xscale community, which uh, Azure Meridian is a proud sponsor of and a, and a, a partner of. So Xscale, we, we don't want to get into too much into that, but certainly leadership as a service is the notion that the leader, the, the manager, the leader, whatever you want to call it, they're there to provide a service. Mm -hmm. And that service is to decide who the decider is going to be. Right. So in, in a DRI model, if you have a room full of DRIs, everyone's responsible for something. The leader's job is to decide when the group can't reach consensus who the DRI is for the decision that needs to be made. So the decision yeah. can be made. Right. Again, in absence of consensus, you want to be able to move forward quickly and easily. And so RADC is really a simplified way to look at the accountability and, and responsibility that is inherent in RACI and allow the, this, this, this model to permeate all levels of decision-making. Because, you know, you got to face it, decisions are made everywhere, all the time. We make decisions every day without realizing we're making decisions. We are good at making decisions, except in the workplace. Well, and today's decisions in the workplace are less informed than they've ever been because of the rate of change. The rate of change right. is introducing change into our decision-making process that we're not even aware of at the time we made the decision. Even if we decided yesterday to make the decision today, there could be new inf new information that we're not even aware has happened yet because right. of the speed of change. So you're right about right. that. It's we're, we're in that it's almost like when you look at the uh, the Agile Manifesto, we value this over this, right? It's like we value quick consensus-driven decision-making over trying to get the perfect decision, right? And, and that's that's exactly what we're driving for here. And I think this is really creative and having groups go through and really try to find where can we find best of breed of these different types of, of structures that have really good benefits, uh, but maybe have got some holes that are being exposed in today's environment? How do yeah. we how do we how do we compensate for that? How do we right. minimize those gaps? Right. And so, you know, this is this is where I think RACI could go. I, I, I don't have a sense. I haven't done the research as to how widespread RACI is. I don't believe it is. Um, even DRIs, I don't believe is all that widespread, but it, it, it really does have a lot of advantages and benefits in today's world, right? And, and where you have to make rapid decisions and, and um, you can't wait for that accountable party to weigh in on every decision that you have. It's a way to distribute decision-making authority to the people that are closest to the work. And so uh, the RAD uh, it counts, uh, stands for the Responsible and Accountable DRI, R-A-D, right? RAD. So that RAD individual is responsible, accountable, and makes decisions. How great is that, right? They make decisions. Yes. Awesome. And everyone else is consulted and informed. It's not, it's not that you don't consult with people. It's not like you just go off half-cocked and make decisions. You're still consulting. You're still informing others but you're doing so in a meaningful, intentional way so that if you don't reach consensus, you have a way to um, break ties, to make decisions, learn from the mistakes and move on. The amount of knowledge in the conversation and the amount of iterations the conversation has to take to get to consensus 
is that the knowledge is greater and the iterations get reduced. So you get qual you get velocity, increased velocity in decision making with higher quality because right. there's fewer unknowns. And, and that's yeah. what we're trying to drive in today's environment, right? It's yeah. it's increased velocity with quality, right? To, right? to meet those needs. And you can do that in your decision making with with structures like this. I think this is really cool. And to, to your point, Kamara, this is excellent explanation. I'm so glad we 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 presented this topic. I think for our for our viewers, I think it's great. Go out there and start looking at some of these other types of call it hybrid models, uh, and or some of the models that the hybrids being built from the DRI structure. Which, to your point, we have seen. Uh, we're we're surprised even to this day how many folks have not been introduced to that and mm -hmm. it's new to them um, when it's been around for you know a couple of decades, uh, really. Um, and, uh, uh, but I, I think this is, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm, I, I see a lot of great opportunities moving forward uh, on the horizon with different types of hybrid techniques and, and yeah, there's, there's probably countless others like this, right? I mean, informal decision, uh, uh, matrices that are out there that companies are using, you know, companies that are more startup, like, you know, smaller, mm -hmm. Uh, that have, you know, just inherently adopted quicker, more efficient, leaner ways to make decisions and, and, and learn from, from the decisions that they've made, right? It's all about shortening the learning cycle as, as quickly as possible, right? Make a decision, conduct an experiment, make a decision, uh, learn from it, make the next decision, learn from it, make the next decision. But the only way you do that is to make a decision. <laughs> And, and the DRI structure and RADC and things like it allow you to do that more frequently than, than less frequently. Yeah. And, and try, if you need to try it, try, find a group, find a small group of individuals like everything else, especially uh, folks that are interested in improving uh, their current situation and prove it out in your environment. Show your organization, look, look what we did with this group. Look, look at how we were able to move through this challenge with with this type of a structure and what we did and create your own case study inside your own organization you'll have a lot to talk about i think you'll you'll turn some heads and raise some eyebrows when you do it um and it, you'll be amazed at how quickly you can start to get more people get a pull through your organization saying i want to try this because what we're doing right now is really arduous and not getting us the results we want yeah absolutely yeah and and uh, I, I guess the, the final thing for me is the thought for me is you know i go back to that conversation from, from last week you know with um uh in the coach's corner uh um you know they were able to make this work you know they're a fairly small company but they're not tiny i mean they're big enough to uh that it was a struggle for them and they're still learning from it you know but mm -hmm. um you know if, if they can do it and you know some of our other clients are trying this out they're doing it, you know, getting some success from it. So if, if you have a question about how to implement this, you know, connect with us. Um, yeah. We'll put our information down below and uh, or, or even better yet, join our community because then you'll have access to all of us in, in, in at Agile Meridian and, and you can you can sort of ask more questions about hey, how do I do this? You know, how do I, how, how would I implement this on my team, for instance? Right. Um, and and so we're, we're there to help uh, with that. Thank you so much, Kumar. Uh, thank you, everyone, for attending. And uh, another great Agile short. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike.